Mondays.pop.com. It's Mondays with your host, Carl Franklin. This is Jeff Maciolik here in the studio of Otaku Generation with Carl, Richard Campbell, Mark Miller, and special guests Alan Chase and Todd George. Philadelphia, thanks for letting me sleep through Pittsburgh, Carl. F***ing jerk. Mondays is produced by Pop Productions, providing professional audio and podcasting services online at www.pwop.com. And now, the man who ate 10 White Castles last night and thinks the $200 plumbing fee was just a tad excessive, Carl Franklin. We thought it was a good idea at the time. Yeah, we? we sat there eating those stupid things. Then when we're done, I looked at you and said, don't ever let me do this again. <laughs> this was a bad idea. Those were bad. Oh, my God. We are in uh, actually King of Prussia, Pennsylvania this week, uh, right outside Pittsburgh. And uh, we're here doing uh, the show at Friends of Ours who do the Otaku Generation podcast. Actually outside Philadelphia. Did I say Philly? Yeah, you no, said, you Pittsburgh. said Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. I did say Pittsburgh. I got the joke on my brain now. That's what oh, I got. Jeez. <laughs> Yeah, we actually went nowhere near Pittsburgh getting here. <laughs> but uh, Alan Chase, hi, how are you? Good, good. Thank you for uh, stopping by. Yes, and Todd George. Hey, good to have you here. And you guys are what, two-sevenths or two-sixths of the Otaku Generation crew? Sevenths. We have another person. She wasn't here this night for our recording for the podcast. Yeah, people float in and out, you know. Two yeah. women? Two women, that's right. Two women in a podcast? That's Gorsh. right. I saw that I've movie. I've been trying to two women in a podcast for a long time. <laughs> uh, I, you know, what was cool about this is that we were on our way over, and you guys have been fans of our show, and we, I, I, honestly, I hadn't heard of your show, and then you emailed me, and I went and listened to it, and I'm like, hey, there's something very familiar about the format Seems of this show. It's <laughs> similar. <laughs> I don't know what it is about this show. And I, I told you, I wasn't, I wasn't kidding you at Absolutely. all. Absolutely. And, and we appreciate it. I mean, we've never been so flattered, you know, that somebody would actually really? imitate. Oh, 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 so uh, you're buying dinner, right? <laughs> well, and uh, we, we decided to get together and we were guests on your show at otakugeneration.net. That's correct. And you're guests on our show. Very cool. Sweet. I'm glad to be here. We're glad to be here, too. And this is the coolest basement studio that I think we've ever recorded in. It's It's slick. It's comfortable. <laughs> and you do a remarkable job with the stuff that you've got, and uh, it sounds sounds fabulous. And we had fun. Yeah, it was, it was very, yeah. very fun. Yeah, it was, it was great. I was astounded to see 10 people on a show, and not a lot of step. I think we really were able to talk to each other. Yeah, fun. that worked out really well. I, I was amazed. I, I think I was probably, you know... One of the worst offenders in terms of stomping. You're just so, you're just so excited to yeah. hear somebody else talk about anime. Oh my god! Oh yeah, my god! It's right. other nerds. Otaku. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we do this every week. Yeah. Every week we have about seven people, and then sometimes we have guests. We have more than one person, and then on top of it, because we also hook up to a phone, and then we have people on the phone as well, and yeah. so it gets even worse. Crazy. Okay. 
Yeah. And, you know, it was interesting. I don't know anything about anime. I know Jeff is obviously a huge anime fan. And Richard, your kids are into anime. Yeah, my kids are into anime. So, and I didn't want to bring that up. I didn't want to make any weird anybody out that, yeah. you know, I'm not particularly, I mean, the only anime I ever liked was Star Blazers. Yeah. Oh, see, that's where I started. And that's, yeah, you know, I was 10 years old or something, you know, it was a long time ago. Well, Mark Miller, how you doing out there in California tonight? Well, I'm a little bit agitated, Carl. You don't say. Yeah, earlier today, you know, we're recording this on a Sunday. Earlier today, I attended one of my 12-step court-appointed group therapy sessions. <laughs> Only the one that I was at was run by this uptight woman who was clearly threatened by men. Uh-huh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, this Miss Nazi moderator, I think that's her name. <laughs> <laughs> She tried to shut me down and kick me out. I mean, claiming that I made a mistake in showing up, pointing out that the, uh, quote, for women only part of the therapy session title meant that men were not allowed. She's blabbing on and on about how the female participants require a safe environment so they can open up about their issues. Oh. I mean, come on, Carl. What's more relaxing than talking to me? I mean, <laughs> I mean, maybe a hot tub and a bowl of Prozac, but not much else that I can think of. <laughs> now, Carl, you know, you and I, we go way back. I yes, mean, we, we do. stood side by side. We fought the Nazis in the mutant wars in 1987. And so uh, you know better than most that I'm not one to run in the face of psychopathic warlords with genetically engineered superpowers, <laughs> least of all some group of therapy nutcase who can't handle a real man participating in her little feel good all lady group therapy session. <laughs> so I casually toss out some highfalutin prose from my word of the day calendar like uh, gender bias, constitutionality, and uh, millinator unleashed 2.0. <laughs> so, so after our friendly little discussion, Mitt's Nazi finally acquiesced and lets me sit in on today's session under the condition that I quote, Keep my fucking mouth shut. <laughs> Which, as you know, Carl, is just fine by me. So I'm sitting in on the session, and by the way, Carl, have I mentioned that with the exception of Miss Brassball's moderator, the ladies in attendance in this group therapy session are hot? Uh -oh. No, you did not mention that. That's right, Carl. These ladies are ripe for the picking. But I stay quiet, see? And after a few minutes, I, I find myself doing the most remarkable thing. I mean, it's really odd. I, I'm actually listening. And I find that I'm able to understand what the women are saying. I mean, <laughs> guys, you can back me up on this one. But normally when women talk, I mean, all we men hear is like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Oh, and you'll have to forgive me, Carl. I tend to miss minor details like names when surrounded by so much hotness. I mean, so I'm going to give these ladies respectful but made-up names for the purpose of telling the story. I hope that's okay. Sure. <laughs> anyway, across from me, there's hot chick number one. And she says she hasn't done the hokey pokey in like six weeks, and apparently her lower abdominal cravings are about to get the best of her. Then hot chick number two. She puts her arm around hot chick number one and tells her she knows exactly how she feels. <laughs> <laughs> around this time i'm thinking oh my freaking god this is like the opening line of one of those really great porn movies you know the ones with really good writing and good story and plot and good acting and good directing and great camera work too i'm talking about videos that go for nine bucks and up not that bargain bin crap that jeff watches <laughs> i'm talking cream of the crop uh, assuming you're growing porn out there in your crop uh, 
Anyway, as you know, Carl, I'm never one to let an opportunity handed down by the gods like this slip by. So I break my vow of silence. I suddenly blurt out, uh, hey, uh, excuse me, hot young ladies. Uh, you know, I'm not sure you're, if you're aware of this or not, but there's this little thing called the Internet. And if you two want to get together... I've got a video camera, and I think we can make a lot of money. <laughs> so, so anyway, here I am in the middle of a legitimate business deal, and out of nowhere, Miss East German steroid-sucking swim team leader butts in with how outrageous and inappropriate my comments are, given that this group therapy session is, quote, designed to treat sex addiction, not create it. Oh. <laughs> and before I can say I'm rubber and you're glue, whatever you say bounces off me and sticks to you. She like forcibly lifts me up, pushes me out the door, and then locks me out of the room. I mean, like, do I need this kind of public humiliation, Carl? Oh man, what a bitch! No, I don't think so. And I know what my fans are thinking. They're thinking the Millinator defeated again. First it was Hawking, and now a little girl. Impossible. But I swear to you, Carl, this was no little girl. She was big, like a lumberjack. I'm talking Nadia Komanichi big. <laughs> and besides, I already submitted my protest papers to the PPWF, demonstrating unequivocally that Professor Hawking was clearly cheating in our last cage title match held at the Coliseum. PPWF? Yeah, the Professional Professor Wrestling Federation, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> But I could have taken her. I just didn't want to get my pants any more soiled than they already were. Oh, 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 oh. oh man. But anyway, I got a fresh pair of pants on now, and I'm working on improving my attitude. And I think I'm ready to do the show. All right. Well, let's start this uh, show off right with a little section we call the Week in Geek. Headlines in the news that are making the news, geeky things that uh, that are kind of interesting. You know, I, I I started out doing some headlines, and I don't really have any really good headlines. But the last minute, we were waiting uh, for some stuff to happen around here, and uh, I did get on Google. And I found these headlines, just two of them, uh, at shrinkster.com/8pw. The headline is possible non-crap game flick. Nice. <laughs> And I thought what it should be Doom. What is it about? Man? I thought it. I, I you know, I'm, my, my eyes are going a little buggy on me. I'm getting this little dyslexic thing. I don't know what, but I I read it as possible crap flicking game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's equally attractive to me. What's that link again, man? It's uh, shrinkster.com eight pw eight pw. Yeah, right. and I and I found one more on a similar note at shrinkster.com slash eight q five. Butts a gas, gas, gas. That's all it says, and not very funny, actually. But a gas. You know, I got to say, uh, the was, crap flicking game, I, I've played that before, and uh, and it's great, especially multiplayer. So, uh, uh, oh, Mark, very I, nice. I hear there's monkeys involved in that. Yeah, I was, was going to say, say monkeys, man. That's yeah, monkeys. <laughs> That's a game we all like. All right, story number one. Missouri may track cell phones for traffic data from Associated Press. This is a story that, Todd, you also talked about on your show. Uh, in what would be the largest project of its kind, the Missouri Department of Transportation is finalizing a contract to monitor thousands of cell phones using their movements to map real-time traffic conditions statewide on all 5,500 miles of major roads. 
It's just one of a number of initiatives to more intelligently manage traffic flow through wireless data collection. Think about this. You're driving to work and traffic on the highway is humming along smoothly. All of a sudden, you get an SMS message on your cell phone alerting you that there's an accident up ahead. You get off the highway onto a side street in some town you're not familiar with and eventually ending up in another country entirely, say Canada. Then you get another SMS message which says, oh, the accident has been cleared and one more piece of important information. You're f***ing lost! <laughs> Break out the GPS. Hmm. You know, Carl, I'm really, I'm really a little nervous about when this comes to California because I'm afraid the cops are going to figure out about my habit about doing donuts on the highway. <laughs> I'll be like, look at fucking Miller. He's just going in circles, man. It'll be an easy pattern to recognize on the, uh, the computers. Yeah. Back. Like, what the fuck is he doing? No one, everything's backed up. And hey, doesn't this go right against trying to uh, prevent people from using cell phones while they're driving? Yes, I know. It's a, we're going to send you a cell phone message while you're driving. Please read it. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it, by the way, if you pick it up and read it, we're going to bust your ass. Yeah, so. what's, what's funny about that, Carl, is everybody's going to get the message at the same time. And they're all going <laughs> to It's going to be a massive pileup. And everybody will just pile. They'll be piling up to get off the exit and go through McDonald's drive through Story number two, Spielberg and Electronic Arts team up to make video games from Associated Press. True story in San Jose, California. Coming soon to a game console near you, a Steven Spielberg video game. The acclaimed film director and producer has agreed to develop three new games under a long-term exclusive deal with a video game maker, Electronic Arts Incorporated. The deal to be announced Friday reflects the increasingly intertwined interests of Hollywood and the video game industry. EA officials were pretty tight-lipped about the new titles soon to hit the stores, but insider blogs have leaked names such as Stalking Private Ryan... <laughs> Grand Theft Alien Spacecraft with lots of blinky lights. <laughs> E.T. Deathmatch Tournament and Tourist Hunter, a Jurassic Park adventure. So you said that the uh, the video game industry and the movie industry have, you know, some sort of similar intertwined interest. Is that producing lots of really bad crap? Yes, what's oh, with yeah. the crappy games? Man, that's bad. The only thing worse than most video games out there is when they're trying to make them into movies. Right. Like, oh, my God, they're now, terrible. Now, now, Doom isn't out yet. Doom 3, no, right? No, it's not yeah. out yet. And it, nah, I'm not going to wait for video but guys, games. Guys, that's got the rock in it, man. There's no way that can suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the only movie I can think of that's made for a video game that is even vaguely tolerable is Lara Croft. Yeah. And that's just because, you know, Angelina Jolie fits she's, the role. She's hot, man. <laughs> she fits the uniform. She sure. fits the role. I don't right. know if you guys have noticed that or not, but she is really hot. <laughs> really? I was talking no. to my wife about Angelina Jolie, and I'm telling her, man, Brad Pitt, he's the victim in this, man. I'm the victim. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All, All right. right. Sorry, guys. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Story number three. Gates urges minorities to study computers. From Washington, uh, I believe this is a writer's story. Calling computers fun, Microsoft Chairman Bill Gates on Friday urged minority college students to consider careers in computer science. Wrapping up a three-day tour of college campuses at predominantly black Howard University, Gates said computer software writers will be in greater demand than ever in the next decade. Even so, the number of college graduates seeking software jobs is declining, a trend Gates said his tour is designed to help reverse. And in other news, Microsoft last week hired 20,000 minority workers from foreign countries. 
Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna say, Carl. What's his real plan? Yes, his evil plan. <laughs> Cheap labor. Uh, story number four. HP recalls 135,000 laptop battery packs. Hewlett Packard is recalling about 135,000 battery packs for some HP and Compaq laptop computers. Because of reports they overheated and melted, the Palo Alto, California company announced Friday. Yes, the lithium-ion rechargeable battery packs are used with HP Pavilion, Compaq Presario, HP Compaq, and Compaq Evo laptop computers. The company has received 16 reports of the batteries overheating, four cases occurring in the United States. The recalled packs bear a barcode label starting with GCIA. L0 or L1. Hey, Jeff, aren't you recording the show on your pavilion? Uh, well, yeah, but my battery's fine. <laughs> all right, Jeff, is the power cord plugged in now? And that's all for the week in geek. So, Alan... So many of our Monday's listeners may not have heard of your show. Uh, this is an anime-based geek show. It's an anime. The way I, I kind of talk about it, it's really for pre-college, college, and post-college age range. That's pretty much everybody then. Yeah, uh, it's pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> we do a little gaming. We talk about anime, and we talk a lot of geek stuff. Hey, wait a minute. I, I didn't go to college, so I never was pre-college, college, or post-college. Age range. Uh, okay, okay. All right. You missed Ooh. that part. Um, do you have any promos that you might want to uh, share with our listeners? Sure, I, I have a, a blooper one, a most recent one. I'll play that for you. Okay. Here you go. Hi, this is Kyle. Dr- <clears throat> <laughs> this is Homestyle Wena, and you're listening to a podcast. OtakuGeneration.net, letting you see how crazy we really are. Catch us every Wednesday for news, reviews, and stuff you can use for the otaku in you. So is this indicative of the kind of stuff you normally do? Uh, um, yeah, actually, that might have been one of those that he, I, I took, <laughs> I cut out a little bit, and I just, you know, I made it seem seamless. But yeah, yeah stuff happens. Sure. The, the funniest thing is when they don't know that I'm recording, they say the funniest stuff. Yeah. And as soon as they get on the mic, they get a little sensitive, yeah, so, oh, and they hey. censor themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So. Sure. And uh, how many shows have you done? Um, well, t- today was our recording was the 19th show. Very cool. So how long have you been doing it? June 15th this year, 2005. How did, how did it, uh, how did it start? Um, well, I mean, you know, with this group, Todd is really not much of an anime person. We've actually got the bugs stuck in him now. So he's starting Caught to watch some anime. Yeah. So Todd is kind of like the Richard Campbell of your show. Yeah. He's the he's toys the toy and boy. geek guy. And, and, uh, you know, I'm also like Richard in that fashion, but I got to be the host. And so he takes care of the gadget segment and, right. uh, yes, sir. we put our spin on it, you know, so. Todd, did you see any gadgets today that uh, that caught your eye? Actually, I was amazingly impressed by how many other people have the Samsung i730 in the room. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, and and it just happened to be Aaron and I have the um, HTC, the, yeah. the Blue Angel or whatever it is. Yep, yeah, we like those. We like those especially on the road trip because we can uh, use them with EVDO. Yeah, I mean, I was I was emailing you broadband, yeah, you know, back and forth. Yeah, we actually upload the webcam with the, my phone. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So, very cool. Well, uh, just thanks again for being here and uh, for no letting problem. us come and ruin your home and 
Any, and anytime, disrupt your lives here. Thank you guys. You want to stop by? Yeah, yeah. You're sure. more welcome to. Just give us a call. Now, nice now you guys are in the basement, right, of Alan's home. Yep. Yes. Yep. It's a basement. And, and is Alan's mom and dad are they okay? They're cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> they live in a totally different house. <laughs> what are you saying, Mark? <laughs> I, I just want i just want to know carl like you had to say gee mrs cleaver those are great cookies you know <laughs> you can hardly see the meat stains anymore Wally. beaver ah alan are you little podcast friends coming over and sucked when he first did it it's just getting worse every time you repeat it man <laughs> i know it's horrible then it's horrible now well mark i think it's time for you to lay on us all the people that are dumber than you in a little segment we call people dumber than me and this is where Mark Miller finds the people making the news that do really dumb things, and he figures if they're dumber than him, they're probably dumber than you too, and in so will make you feel better about yourself. Mr. Miller. Thank you, Carl. I've got three stories for you today. Story number one, a fresh breath of dumb air. <laughs> <laughs> Officer Carlo Drogo approached the pickup truck in the parking lot with caution. After all... They had received reports that the driver and two passengers were intoxicated and possibly had been driving under the influence. According to Officer Drogo, the three occupants of the car, who will remain unidentified because, well, quite frankly, Carl, if I mention their real names, I know these three f***ing psychopaths will hunt me down and fillet me like a fish. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, according to the police, the three occupants, uh, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, were... (laughs) We're apparently passing a giant yellow balloon around, taking turns holding the base of the balloon up to their faces. And unlike former President Bill, would you like a cigar, Clinton? (laughs) These three buffoons were clearly inhaling. I feel your pain. I hear you now, only get two Joe Harpo and Chico spotted the officer Drogo <laughs> approaching their truck. The three smiled and handed the balloon to the officer. No doubt an olive branch gesture of peace. Yeah. Unfortunately for the three bad guys, the officer declined to inhale. Police discovered a large nitrous oxide tank inside the truck where the three passengers were sitting. Now, Dick, Bush, and Rumpstein, they all claim claim to have permits to possess nitrous oxide because they were welders. Needless to say, Moe, Larry, and Curly, they were all arrested on charges of being under the influence of nitrous oxide. And... Dick Bush and Rumpstein. Rumpstein. You forgot colon. <laughs> There's only three, all right, guys? Colin's in the other car, anyway. The three, the three stooges were all arrested on Needless to say, Moe, Larry, and Curly were all arrested on charges of being under the influence of nitrous oxide and possession of drug paraphernalia. Uh, By the way, in case you're not keeping score, that would be the balloon, Carl. (laughs) According to a police report, Jacko, Wacko, and Big Mac (laughs) Attacko... Said that they were, quote, uh, pretty stupid for inhaling nitrous oxide in a crowded Wawa parking lot. Oh, oh boy. Now, Carl, living on the East Coast of the United States, perhaps you can enlighten us. You actually have stores over there called Wawa? <laughs> Not me personally, but yes, there are 
Wawa. Like, what can you get market. in a Wawa store? Anything I mean, you like, want. I heard yeah. it's actually legal to buy Wawa in places near Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know they sold it on the East Coast. Well, one other little tidbit related to the story. There was a card on the tank that read, quote, If any person is stopped by law enforcement or city official for illegal use of nitrous oxide, please notify South Philadelphia Propane, and the person will be removed from our file permanently. Did you say South Philadelphia? Yeah, South Philadelphia Propane. Okay. Huh. Is that where you guys are? Somewhere in the neighborhood, yeah. Yeah, nearby. And Uh, and there's uh, Wawa's right around the corner, too. Aren't you glad I haven't mentioned these guys' names? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Carl, can we take a little uh, detour a little later on? (laughs) (laughs) I personally would have went with the defense that I was running a dentistry. Yeah, in the car. In the car. In the exactly. In the car. Yeah. Exactly. I'm performing surgery in the truck. Yeah. <laughs> the police have indicated that the company has been made aware of the arrest. Interesting, eh? So, Mister mm. Tom, Mister Dick, and Mister Harry, you three guys sitting in the Wawa parking lot, sucking on a bright big yellow balloon and keeping that big ass nitrous oxide tank in the passenger cab of the truck like it was your best friend. <laughs> You sirs are dumber than me. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. Story number two, nut loving nutcase. Lubomir Aerovich was quite impressed with the way his testicle cooking championship was shaping up. What? But nothing could prepare this Serbian for the surprise phone. But that's right, Carl. I said testicle cooking championship. But nothing could prepare this Serbian for the surprise phone call he received from Nigel Bevan, Australia's leading kangaroo testicle cook. Ugh. Nice. According to Mr. Arovich, quote, Nigel Bevan told us cooked kangaroo testicles were a popular delicacy in Australia and gave us the details of where we could get kangaroo testicles so we could have them ready when Mr. Bevan and his team arrived. And boy, Carl, I'm sure that Jeff's girlfriend, being the woman of the world that she is, can verify that nothing is better than having a pair of fresh, hot kangaroo testicles stuffed in your mouth. Oh! <laughs> well, because you just can't eat them one at a time. Uh, is that Australia teabagging or something? Yeah. yeah. And Mark, that would be ex-girlfriend, just, just so you know. So anyway, Mr. Arovich goes on to say, quote, We get cooks from all over Europe who come to northern Serbia to take on our Serbian chefs. But we've never had a cook from as far away as Australia. So we heard that Nigel Bevan, Australia's top testicle chef, was on his way with a team of Australian chefs. We were really excited. <laughs> Mr. Arovich arranged to have five barrels of kangaroo testicles on hand for the competition. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> barrels? This, I'm sure, came as a complete surprise to the now nutless kangaroos in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Their faces contorted into little kangaroo grimaces. <laughs> All hopping just a little bit higher than usual due to the recent reduction in mass. <laughs> so villagers throughout northern Serbia turned out in huge numbers to see what delights the Australian would prepare. And a band stood by, ready to strike up a specially composed tune to welcome the mysterious batterball broiler from the land of Down Under. <laughs> Unfortunately, the famous nut poacher Nigel Bevan failed to turn up, leaving organizers disappointed and out of pocket after buying all those kangaroo testicles. Not to mention the kangaroos, who were reportedly pretty pissed off upon hearing the news. Oh, my God. Mr. Arovich, who arranged for a hotel for Nigel Bevan and a VIP reception, no doubt realized that he had been the victim of an elaborate hoax. 
Mr. Arovich said the man claiming to be Nigel sounded credible and told him that he had read about the ball cook-off in an Australian gourmet magazine. <laughs> oh, man. In the end, a team of Serbian chefs beat off stiff competition oh! from wow. 11 other teams preparing wild boar and bull testicles, which, quote, delighted the jury, according to Mr. Arovich. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Arovich regrets the no-show and would like the world to know that, quote, we are sorry Mr. Bevan could not make it, and we hope he still might turn up next year once he realizes that jokers have been pretending to be him. We would like to compare the testicles of a kangaroo to those of wild boars and bulls. That would really make our unique competition the world championships. (laughs) (laughs) So, Mr. Arovich, you testicle festival running, cojones cooking, Kangaroo nut lopping Serbian ball burner. Oh my God. You, sir, are dumber than me. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Must be nice to be known for something. Oh. And finally, story number three Dangling in the Dumbass Zone. <laughs> oh. I'm starting to see a theme here. There's a theme. Michael Gilbert took a deep breath and then exhaled into the cool night air. You can imagine the adrenaline pumping through his veins as he stood on the trash bin next to the ventilation shaft, for Mr. Gilbert was about to set into action his meticulously crafted plan to rob the cash advance store. As you know, Carl, there is a fifth dimension beyond that which is known to man. It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition, and it lies between the pit of man fears and the height of the height of a, a, a big pile of... Hot, steamy ignorance. (laughs) (laughs) This is the dimension without synaptic connection. It is an area which we call the dumbass zone. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, watch it. Copyright violation, guys. Come on, man. (laughs) But Mr. Gilbert's journey to the dumbass zone started with a small glitch. The air vents were just a bit too small for this 22-year-old man. Mr. Gilbert needed to shed some girth and shed it fast. So he stripped off all his clothes, with the exception of the nylon stocking stretched over his head, and he tried again. <laughs> this time, Mr. Gilbert managed to lift his oh-so-naked body into the vent and began his twisted journey into the heart of the cash advance store. As Mr. Gilbert maneuvered his way through the tight ventilation shaft to the ceiling area near the center of the store, he was completely unaware that he had been triggering the store's alarm system multiple times all along the way. <laughs> Police had plenty of time to get there. In fact, they arrived just in time to observe one of Mr. Gilbert's feet hanging from the ceiling. The <laughs> cops were watching the show with amazement through the store's front glass doors, which were still locked. Mr. Gilbert slowly lowered his fully naked ass into full view of the cops, causing Police Lieutenant Daniel Watson to remark that, quote, he was hanging on to one of the frames, butt naked as the day he was born. It's the most ludicrous thing I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put that thing away. (laughs) Of course, the frame that supported both Mr. Gilbert and the entire inner ceiling structure crashed to the floor. It was a sizable heap of wires, insulation, ceiling tiles, and just about the biggest mound of naked dumbass these cops had ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Gilbert got up, brushed himself off, and was about to enact the second part of his plan, uh, that would be steal some cash, when he spotted the cops outside, who were probably laughing hysterically and pointing, yet also <laughs> shielding their eyes for protection. 
Unfortunately for Mr. Gilbert, his meticulously crafted plan didn't take into account half a dozen cops watching him work in the nude. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently trapped and now forced to immediately improvise a clever response, Mr. Gilbert set upon running back and forth in the store, still wearing the <laughs> nylon stocking over his head and holding tightly onto a small piece of ceiling tile for modesty, you know? Yeah. <laughs> After the pure entertainment value died down a bit, Officers regained their composure, unlocked the front door, and then proceeded to do what they be do best. They beat up an innocent old guy walking down the street. <laughs> <laughs> but right after that, they charged Mr. Gilbert's ass with burglary and malicious injury for damages to the roof, which was worth about $6,000. Oh. oh. So, Mr. Gilbert, you decided to rob a cash advance store, eh? Mm. Oh, yeah, baby. Brilliant plan. I'm sure they keep all their money in a big fat drawer with a big sign attached that reads, Hey, the money's in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I bet they keep that drawer really well oiled so it slides in and out real easily without any squeaking. <laughs> or they could simply take all that money out of the premises at night like all other cash advance stores do. <laughs> so, Mr. Gilbert, you clothes stripping, shaft crawling, nylon stocking wearing... Ceiling tile dancer. <laughs> <laughs> you, sir, are dumber than me. Yes, yes you are. Yeah. Awesome, Mark. You, you know what I'm thinking? Oh. That guy that was... fell naked in a whole bunch of insulation. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking Ceiling about that. Ceiling tiles are insulation. There's yeah. probably more. Like, Ow. there are spots in your body that just shouldn't be itchy like no, that. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fiberglass. Fiberglass. Insult to injury. So, uh, Alan, you got started in June with Otaku Generation. Yes, that's correct. And you uh, you do a lot of anime stuff. But most of what I heard was reviewing anime films. We, we do some reviews during the podcast. Okay. Keep people on track. Um, we review some old stuff, some new stuff. Um, with the industry, there's a lot of stuff that's in Japan. And they there are fans who do what they call fan subbing. Um, now it's all digital, so they call it digi digital subbing. What and, is that? Well, it's what they do is they uh, they translate it. They have someone oh, who okay. knows the language to translate it, and they burn the subtitles onto it, and then oh, they okay. <coughs> they're or something the uh, <laughs> files <laughs> files out 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 there on the net, and right. uh, people get it. Like we were talking about Naruto before, and right. that's an example of one that a lot of people have seen majority of the series before it started even coming onto Adult Swim and stuff like that. So we we review some of that as well. Um, and you're not. Todd, you're not into anime particularly? Well, I, I wasn't. When I started the podcast, I was brought in more of a, a technical aspect, you know, to the show. Um, myself and Aaron, who's also another member on the show, tend to uh, work in technology and enjoy the gadgets and just want to go through and express that love to everybody in the world. And, uh, you know, doing it through a podcast is the perfect medium to do so. Um, and as, you know, hanging out with these freaks, I mean, these uh, co-cast <laughs> members, That's right. um, hey, I, actually, I actually was brought into the whole anime thing, you know, and I started uh, listening, you know, noticing that some of them are computer rendered, which is, is pretty, you know, amazing. And, you know, I bought one, I was at Target and they were clearing them out and they were really cheap and I, I bought one and watched it. And before you know it, I'm starting to get wow. into it. Yeah, it's uh -oh. pretty cool. That can't be good. Yeah. One of the things, uh, one of the biggest feedbacks we get is some people are like, I'm not really into anime, but I really like your show and I don't care. And so I listen yeah. to it. Yeah, they and like so the chemistry. We, we are really kind of dragging people into. The other thing is in Japan, it's a little bit different. We do what we call live action, a lot of sitcoms and stuff like that. Yeah. Cartoons are a little bit different than they are 
you know, right. than they are here. You know, in Japan, they have more a lot of cartoon stuff, and they're more adult themes. Yeah, um, and there's a lot of sci-fi crossover. Let's say Babylon, Star Wars. I mean, there's a ton of Matrix. You know, yeah, a lot of Japanese. One thing that uh, Alan and I really was impressed by is how you can get seven people, and that actually there was six of you and three of us today, and how you could get nine people in a room uh, and not step on each other. As you know, we've tried that. We've tried having a lot of people on Mondays before, and for us, it just didn't work. But <clears throat> I was impressed. Yeah, one one of the greatest things is we have a natural chemistry because um, we are all friends. Um, yeah. and, and Todd is, I mean, he, you know, he's kind of coming into the circle of the group and, and he just plays well with others. Yeah, and well. I kind of knew everybody. I'd hung with him once, once or twice here and there, yeah. you know, but I hadn't yeah. been involved in like the anime clubs and stuff. But, you know? but it does happen. We do step on each other a little bit and I'll try to clean up in editing, but at some point I get a little mad and I said, I'm not doing it anymore. And the people, people really flood. don't realize how much work goes into it. Oh production. yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And even adjusting audio levels and stuff like that's the biggest thing. These are good mics, but it doesn't matter how loud someone talks. Sometimes it doesn't pick up well. Right. It's tough. A lot of times you have a really intelligent or witty comment, and you just got to get it out there. And before you know it, you're all blurting it out at once, and you're all talking over each other. And, and there's no way to get it but, out. But also exactly. having learning how to do radio applications, sometimes I realize I'm just going to have to let that moment pass because right. quality of, of the show and the flow is, yeah, is important continuity. not to sacrifice. Yeah. Can't right. get them all. Yep. You can't get them all. Yeah. All right, Richard. Well, you know, I think it's your turn. Oh, boy. Time for Richard. Of course, Richard Campbell finds the weird, the wild, the wonderful, and the sometimes really creepy toys. And today, we're going to lead with the wonderful. The wonderful. Oh, yes. We're leading with the wonderful. The wonderful. That means we're ending with fucking creepy guys. (laughs) (laughs) You are correct, sir. (laughs) Just a little heads up there. Leading with the wonderful at shrinkster.com slash eight cues in Quebec six to the telecrapper 2000. Oh, I love this. This is all goodness, my friends. All goodness. You want this. Let me give you the summary. Somebody's been clever enough to figure out how to set up a piece of software hooked up to the telephone. To be able to listen to calls. Now, that's not smart. All it's doing is waiting for the quiet, and then it plays a WAV file, all right? And you can give it a series of WAV files to play. Now, think about this for a minute. Yes. You configure the program to listen for cer- to watch for certain caller IDs. When those mm-hmm. caller IDs come in, the computer answers the phone. It then waits to hear a voice. Once yeah. it, the voice stops, it plays the first WAV file. <laughs> then the next voice stops, it plays the next WAV file. <laughs> this is for telemarketers absolutely and if you go through the website with telemarketers totally because the only way you're going to actually punish a telemarketer is to keep him on the phone for an hour that's right waste their time and waste his time they've got all kinds of ways to avoid wasting time this is how you mess them up and if you go to the site (laughs) and take a good long look at it they've got further down in the page they've got a few of their samples these samples are great some of them are hysterical all right the personal favorite ones i definitely play those get a good listen to those they're good fun but let me tell you, boys and girls, as people in audio, it took me about 15 minutes to come up with a guy, a script I think I could actually keep a guy on the line for an hour. Really? Absolutely. I mean, just think about it. A few compliments, yeah. ask him a bit about their background, how they yeah. got into the business. All right, tell me about your product. What yeah. was that first part again? Yeah. I mean, just keep stretching and stretching. The competition should be, can you keep nuts on the phone for two hours? <laughs> That's my goal. We should have a contest. Absolutely. Right? Get it's the longest telemarketing longest call telemarketing of all time. Telemarketing. 
And this is a kit, right? You you have to build this yourself, I think. And they have these parts lists that you really got to be a kind of an electronics guy to put this. I love together. how they called it Telecrapper 2000. I mean, that 2000 makes it sound so futuristic. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, replacing last year's model, the Telecrapper 1999. Yeah. <laughs> the um, There are some great examples, as Richard said here. And we got one queued up here. Example five. Hip hurts, and they call these stacks because they're like a stack of wave files, right? Right. Well, that play one after they another. make a recording yeah. of the app doing its thing. Right. So this is an example call of a telemarketer in the Telecrapper 2000 answering the call and keeping the telemarketer on the line. The following is a Telecrapper 2000 virtual conversation. Hello. Is she available? I'm sorry. Who did you say you were calling for? I'm trying to reach Mrs. Okay, now I understand, but may I make a small side note at this point and comment that you have a very polite demeanor when talking on the telephone. Oh, well, thank you. If everyone I talked to was cordial as you are, answering the telephone would be sheer delight. Oh, well, I do appreciate that. I do try. But I'm sorry I interrupted you. Please continue. Oh, I was just trying to... My hip hurts. <laughs> I'm sorry. I must apologize. I have a terrible memory these days, and I'm quite embarrassed to admit this, but I don't even remember why I called you. Oh, I, I called you. I was the <laughs> 20 questions. My first question would be, are you facing Southeast? Uh, no. <laughs> Is it raining where you are? Not a present. Did I already ask you what direction you were facing? Did you ask if I was facing southeast? Is your favorite color blue? No. Red? Uh, purple. Green? Purple? Yellow? I like yellow. Red? I like red. Green? I don't like green so much. Keep, keep them Yellow. going. Yellow. Yellow's okay. Red? I like red. <laughs> <laughs> Green's good, too. It's hot. Yellow. <laughs> red? Is, is, is Miss there? Green. Is, is Mrs. home? Or should I try her another time? Yellow. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to have a conversation here. Hello? Green. Is, is this available? Yellow. What about yellow? Now red? she's getting mad. What about red? Is, is, is there somebody home? Yellow. Hello? Red? Can we change the subject? <laughs> Green. Yellow. <laughs> Red? No, I don't. Uh, thank you so much. <laughs> That's just awesome. <laughs> Still going. I need one of these. Now, there aren't many wonderful toys that f are so evil, but that is a wonderful toy. Is it fabulous? Toy. Just 
fabulous. Have you guys heard of soundboards? It reminds yes, me of soundboards. Yes, those are fun. Like the uh, Arnold one, where yes. they have a soundboard, it's like a flash phone. Yes, right, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, Michael uh, Jackson's a good one. Yeah. yeah, And I've had friends who try it out, and I go, I, I know what this is. They're <laughs> 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 like, who's your daddy, and what does he do? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, sit down! You sit know, down and, and shut up, or I'll blow your head off. <laughs> yeah, right. And then, that, was, that was a quote, yeah. I love picking on telemarketers too because they uh, are paid by the, you know, time by the call commission based, you know, so the longer you keep them on the phone, the less money they make. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Take that business apart. Now, of course, we haven't really realized the full potential is technology because now just makes a little voice recognition in. Right. Actually be able and then throw an Eliza program at it. Absolutely. You know, I mean, have some (laughs) fun with this. You could really want, mess I with them. I want to do this. this it does, it doesn't matter project. if the voice recognition screws up because it doesn't have to make that much sense. No, and, and think about it. <laughs> what do you really want to do? What do you really want to do? All you want to do is recognize when they're starting to get frustrated and talk them down. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So do, so you have sort <laughs> of a cycle You of, look at amplitude. When yeah. they get loud, when they get loud, that's when you start to say, start it's saying, okay, I didn't mean well, to make you mad. Yeah, well, oh, sorry about that. Tell me more about your product. Yeah. You know, bring <laughs> yeah. them back on the product and then diverge again from the product. When they start getting mad, then you how, bring them back say, in again. How does this differ from dental floss? You're <laughs> <laughs> selling insurance, right? Yeah. I just, awesome. Yeah. So why should I use you instead of your competitor? You can do a lot of really oh, yeah. generic a lot of things. general things. And, and you know, the whole trick here, the goal here is to keep stepping back into their script right. whenever they lo- get unhappy. Right. right. So you detect that they're unhappy, you drop them back into you the say, script. I'm sorry. They have a couple I... of questions that they get, so they're, they think they're making progress again, and then you start diverging and let them follow you. Yeah. Uh... A couple of audio people and some good technology. Absolutely. We can put these people out of business. Now, we can take them now, down. You know, before I commit to anything, when yeah. I'm listening to people on the telephone, I like to find out about whether or not you support the same kind of public service that the other companies that I that I use do and whether or not what kind you're of charities okay. do you give to yeah d- d- is and well yeah, yeah uh yeah so sorry go ahead right mm. what was it you were saying again yeah the what was it you were saying again is good I'm sorry could you could you repeat that last thing right and then and then I'm sorry I lost my hearing aid. and then on and then tie that one to the next one no I'm not no not about, that back now you know what the classic this one? Oh, somebody's at the door hang on there you go exactly yeah, you it's lose. a you know what I'm really interested in this please don't go away I'll be right back right right and then leave the sound going in the background no ma no I don't want a cheese sandwich yeah, come yeah, on yeah, no, yeah, ma, yeah, yeah. stop it no I really got to get back to the phone I'm out of this great conversation and then when you get back there you got to talk about the whole trip you should do right? a, a whole Everything one that you should do a whole one with Dwayne. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my god! You can do an entire one with Dwayne. I just don't. I think the Telecrapper 2000 Wait. has so much possibilities. These guys are amateurs. We'd have to we find take Dwayne it up to a first. new notch. Yeah, a little XML uh, definition to tell which files have to go together. How long little different segments go? It'd be great. Yep. Oh, absolutely. As for Dwayne, though, I mean that would mean we'd have to get Dwayne into the studio. Right, and, that would I be mean, hard. Well, maybe not. We would just maybe announce that we're going to be somewhere, and he would follow. Yeah. Us. Well, I don't know. I mean, once you start that, he follows around for a while. It's really bad. True. I don't know. Always ditch him again. But the best thing is you could build that product with Dwayne and then call him up. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we could use it to get rid of Dwayne. We'll call it the Dwayne Distractor. What a great idea. Uh, Dwayne good. Distractor. Can I touch your burrito? Can I touch your burrito? Your burrito? Your burrito? Get that thing away from me. <laughs> what is that smell? <laughs> All right, go ahead.
Okay, I got another toy here. It's not really a toy. It's just bad, bad, bad. I figured you would have referenced this in the news, so it would have had a segue. But let's go to shrinkster.com slash HQ, as in Quebec, 7. Because we all love Cafe Press. And so if you haven't got enough Cafe Press yet, how about Bird Flu Cafe Press stuff? Oh, great. Isn't that awesome? T-shirts that say, ask me about Bird Flu and have a dead dove on it. <laughs> got Tammy Flu? <laughs> Check out the bird flu tour, and it lists all the cities that have been infected with bird flu so far. That's horrible. <laughs> That's awesome. You know what Tammy flu is, right? I don't know. This you people need people need to know what this is. I actually use this once. When you feel like you're getting the flu, you've got like a two day window. You can go to the doctor, and they give you this thing called Tammy flu, which will actually reverse the you getting the it's supposed flu. to break the flu. It breaks the flu if you can get it early. Now, flu is hard to do because it's a virus. For sure. Antibiotics only work on bacterial infections. And the flu is a virus. And viruses, you pretty much have to sit out. But this this is, and it's in short supply, as you can, uh, you know, figure out because of the avian bird flu. Hey, wait a minute. There's a Monday's tour going on right now. And there's a flu tour going on? Yeah. Is yeah. there any coincidence there? Just curious. Uh, you know, my, dun, dun, dun. my daughter was sick before we left. Mm. Pandemic fever. Catch it. I love that. I love All that. Right. Ask me about the flu, the bird flu T-shirt that's bright yellow, like you're, you know, a worker. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like the uh, got uh, flu. Uh, How about the uh, the, the avian bird flu thong? Ooh, that's kind of nice. That'd be it's nasty. Like yellow. Well, that's a, that's a real mood spoiler, ain't it, Carl? Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, All right. I've just. I don't normally bring up other people's sites in the sense of, you know, like a product site. I just love the fact that this even exists. Take a look at shrinkster.com slash 8Q8. 8Quebec8. The site is Tiger Direct. Not that I'm a big shopper at Tiger Direct, but look at what they're giving away. If you buy anything at Tiger Direct, you're allowed to buy the Motorola IM free wireless AIM messaging device. Now, this thing used to be a couple of hundred bucks, okay? Hmm. And I nobody bought them. Why? Because it's a piece of shit. That's why. And I but finally found where free. they ended up. Yep. They're now free from Tiger Direct. Isn't that great? Free shit, there literally. The screen's not lit. You have to use an especially lighted room. doesn't work with anything else. It's wireless, but it's like the worst wireless ever. It's like carrying a microwave oven with you. Oh, wow. It'll wipe out any other signal. The best feature of this thing would be going around taking down wireless nodes with it. That's how <laughs> awful it is. <laughs> awesome. And if you actually get the thing to work at all, you're connecting to AIM. Yeah. Too bad we can't hook it up to like an AIM bot or something. Mm. All right. Oh, now you've done it. There Jeff's you go. No, 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 no. Aimbox. You can run Linux on it, maybe. <laughs> That's what the Zipit wireless is, actually. But we won't get into that. Ugh. Moving right along, shrinkster.com slash HQ9, Quebec 9. And the fine folks at eLumens make a product called the Vision Station. Isn't this cool? Have we seen eLumens before? I've seen this before. I don't think I've ever done it on the show before. I've seen a lot oh of interesting God. displays and so forth. This is an interesting concept. They basically make a hemisphere display that they mount a projector against. How much? Well, let's just go along for a little while here before okay. I pop your bubble, okay? Right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> pretty, much, pretty much answered the question. Uh, well, just wait. You don't know. 
So actually a very simple system, 160 degree field of view for the basic vision station. But if you go explore on the site a bit, you'll find they have domes, complete 360 products. And you know, your first hint is you can't find any pricing on the site whatsoever. I searched everywhere for pricing for this thing. And I also noticed that always the product is aimed at stuff like military applications. You know, people who don't give a crap how much things cost. Yeah. So then I finally found an entertainment vendor for very high-end setups that sells these things. And they had list pricing for it. Mm. So the cheapo version of this product, which is the five-foot dome that's 1024 by 768. And if you actually buy this, you're out of your mind. Yeah, you're out of your mind. I mean, what's the point? Right. You know, it's... $35,000 U.S. Oh, God. Thirty-five grand. You actually want to rig it up in a, in a you know form what? that you'd use it for? You're talking seventy grand, Dude, we should make one of these. Yeah. We should make one of these. I mean, how hard could it be to make? It Would just, it cost more than thirty-five grand? No. No, not a chance. And the big domes, the 360 view ones, three hundred to $500,000 a piece. That's not the computer. Yeah, That's I'm going to buy a TV for half a million dollars. There you sure. go. Mm. I'll get right on it. All right. Moving along. More bad toys. Actually, this is not a bad toy. This is a very seasonal toy. And I wanted to talk about this one because I'm very impressed with this guy. It's actually a guy's blog site. Shrinkster.com slash HQA. Quebec Alpha. Quality assurance. Quality assurance. There you go. So we got Halloween coming up. And here's a guy who built a Dr. Octopus costume. And when ah. you actually look at it, it's stunningly clever. And it's not just that he did a Dr. Octopus costume, but he also made a mock-up of Spider-Man and mounted it over his head on a pair of the arms. So he walks around carrying Spider-Man wearing the costume. It's on multiple pages. He can thumb through it. He made a couple of arms that work. His own hands are still free the whole time, so he can actually do stuff while wearing this costume. <laughs> and there's a Spider-Man flying over his head the whole time. I just think it's too cool for work. Oh, there's a really great picture of this shadow of him standing against a wall with this, like, you know, the shadow of, of Spider-Man over him. Oh, that's really great. Was that on page seven? Page seven. Yep. Yeah, yeah page that's seven awesome. Some great shots. So there you go. Wow. I just think, you know, people are very creative. It's a very cool, cool uh, uh, costume. But he didn't win. He didn't, went to some place with a contest. Scary. He <laughs> won with the first contest he went in, which made him like 200 bucks. And then he went in the big contest for thousands. Uh, and that's and the he one didn't he did. win on that one. Although everybody thought he was going to win on that one. All right. Moving along. Take a look at shrinkster.com slash HQB. Quebec Bravo. Yeah, quick basic. Quick basic. Yeah, right. And I got to go back and revisit the tablets because Fujitsu's put out a set of tablets that I'm actually kind of stoked about. Now, you know, I know you have the M200, the Toshiba, yes. which is a beautiful laptop. And the biggest feature with that one that I like is it's the highest resolution tablet you can lay your hands on. Yeah, it's a nice form factor, too. But take a look at these little slates they've made. And this new, the new T4000 tablet PC is their brand new one. Comes in, it's convertible, so you can do the slate view, the notebook view. Really lightweight, unbelievable power time. And the prices are down. These are not any more expensive than pretty typical laptops. Is that good? Yeah, you like. You Very know, I'm, nice. I'm more interested in the um, the slates now than the convertibles. I mean, I have a convertible; I love it, but the slates are really uh, are 
I'm really looking to to get one of those one of these days, just because I like the idea of being forced to use the UI. Well, and so without having, and you've got a great big regular laptop now. So why would you ever convert? So the ST five thousand is exactly the one I was looking at as well. It's got ABG wireless, twelve inch display. It's all ten twenty four by seven sixty eight. You can't get away from that. But indoor outdoor modes. They've even got a ruggedized version. If you look at the CT two thousand. That's a ruggedized laptop. So, Richard, why why is it all limited to a to a what is it twelve eighty by ten twenty four? Is is that what it is, or is it? Yeah, it's all ten twenty. Yeah, ten twenty four by seven sixty eight. Oh, ten twenty four by seven sixty eight. So that's that's kind of a low res. It seems to me. Is that a limitation of the? Is that is that basically a cost issue with the uh, the touch? It's actually more a power issue than anything else. Actually, let me step back again, and we'll, and we'll talk. Then you do your bit again, Mark. I just made a mistake here. Take a look at the CT two thousand on that the ruggedized list. one. That's not actually a ruggedized version. It's a different kind of tablet because it's running CE. Yeah, I was noticing that. Not a really. tablet PC. It's the so, same processor as my phone, I think. Yeah. So the you know we've been talking about different tablet devices, portable devices, so forth. Here is a tablet-sized CE device. And, uh, you know, it's weird because most people think, you know, the tablet PC, as we learned last night, people assume that it's like a big pocket PC. Right, and it's not. But yeah. here is but here's one. one that's running CE. Inch, less than an inch thick, two pounds, 1024 by 768 wow. screen. That's not bad. I bet the battery life is pretty good, too. Well, it's got to be phenomenal, yeah. right? And you think about what is it you're really going to do with a tablet PC? Yeah. Right? Use take it for defense when mugged in dark alleys. <laughs> <laughs> you, take take orders at a diner, you know. Well, for example, if you're going to do it in a work situation, I'm thinking, you know, it's it's always the web surfing while you're sitting watching television. You want to look at a site or on the toilet, you or know. any of those kinds of things. And oh yeah, read the newspaper on for it. So it's great to see this line of product back because when CE first came along, they made them big like this, and then they all went away. They got really small. Yeah. Now they're back again in the CE form factor. That's and the one I've been kind of interested in is the uh, Nokia 770 that's coming out. It's a tablet device. Um, it's not really a full-fledged PC, but it's running a custom build of Linux, and they've oh, got yeah, like, an entire developer this. community. Yeah, you can check it out at shrinkster.com slash 803. Yeah, I heard about this thing. It's actually pretty interesting, and they've got, yeah, they have a lot of resources already on the web, even though the thing, it's not a, it's not, it's, it's not a product yet, right? It's right. still, but they're, they're engaging the community already. That was exactly. interesting. I was yeah, reading about that. The entire developer community. It's, it's awesome. Well, and it again gets back to why are we cool. dragging around a whole OS when there's only a very specific set of functions we want to yeah. do on these tablet devices? As long as you give me that, I'm happy. Yeah, that's one thing that that I that you know actually I give Linux a lot of things, but in a room full of Microsoft people, I can say that's one thing that I'll give Linux is it actually lends itself very well to an embedded platform in that you can actually have basically the same kernel that your OS has. So you don't really need to port your programs. All you have to do is port your, your widgets. And you, you can know? strip the OS down. Yeah, and you can Take strip all the it bits down. out you don't need. Yeah. And it's and, absolutely true. Linux lends itself brilliantly to that. Yeah. You can check out the developer community at shrinkster.com slash 805. <laughs> there he goes. There right. go. The shrinkster Gatling gun over there. Boom, boom, boom. I had him prepared. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't Which, have to tell us. From one of our old podcasts. Excellent. All right. Getting past these significant toys into the really stupid toys. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. I've been saving this one for a while. I'm just happy it's finally out. Shrinkster.com slash 8QC. That's Quebec Charlie. I know you've been waiting for it. It's the MP3 player Pez dispenser. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I got to have it. There you go. I know it's been coming for a while. Limited edition product, a hundred bucks. Dude, I'm ordering it right now. Yeah. Autofill. The Pez right. Dispenser MP3 player. 
Wow, and it's it's authorized too. It's a real Pez dispenser, no question. It's got wow, the logo. That. The question is, how much Pez does it hold, or does it hold any Pez? Probably not much because it takes like a one AAA battery, which is going to yes. suck up some of that space in there. You know, if this is a Pez dispenser, it doesn't hold any Pez. It sucks. You know, I'm saying I'm watching Carl right now. He really is ordering, ordering it, it right, right now. now. Yeah, That's beautiful. He really did use autofill too, and that was actually pretty slick. I'm considering throwing that toolbar into my machine for well, autofill. I'm mm. all about device convergence, so now I'm going to have to carry two Pez dispensers, though? I'm going to have to have one for candy and one for MP3s? Well, I mean, maybe it does have room for candy. It yeah. does. No, it's it looking doesn't. like it doesn't. No, I found the flip-up head, and underneath the head where the Pez would normally come out, it's an on-off switch. Oh. I just bought one. You <laughs> bastards! Carl's it a maniac. It doesn't dispense Pez! <laughs> I just bought one. I just oh, that's like, awesome. I don't even really care about the Pez dispensers. I just like, I mean, I like Pez dispensers, but I don't really like them for dispensing Pez. I just, I always end up with those, you know, the Pez refills and I just eat the Pez. So, it, you know, no big loss for me. Yeah, I used to do the same thing. There's something kind of weird about eating candy out of something's neck. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of weird. It makes me think of Beetlejuice, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. With that old lady with like the smoke yeah. coming out of her neck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really get through a show without doing at least one press release, so take a look at Trinkster.com slash 8 Quebec Delta, QD, and over to the Siemens site. And I'm excited about this. This is another technology we've been following for a while, and it's the whole ink, electronic ink concept. Right. Ooh. Siemens oh, yeah. has got a product they're going to release in 2007 that is flexible, paper-thin ink surfaces that Sweet. are programmable. Sweet. That's great. I can't wait That's for this stuff. Yeah, this is going to be fabulous. Well, and there, look at the market that they're pitching to. I mean, literally right. talking about stuff like swag. Right. Think about how cheap it's got to get oh, to make yeah. that worthwhile. Yep. So I'm pretty excited. I think we're really inching towards actually having these sort of flexible displays and stuff. You know, the big thing with electronic ink is take the power away and it still shows what was last showing on it. Yeah. So it right. only consumes power when it changes. That'd be a nice yeah. thing to have though in the back of the RV, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Ooh. Hey, idiot, go around. <laughs> <laughs> and whatever logo you want on the back of the RV. Yeah, that's actually, hmm, that's interesting. All right, I'm going to cut down to my final toy here. Of course, Jeff and would cut again, power to your bumper sticker just as it, you know, flipped off some asshole, and you'd be having that, you know, <laughs> on the back of your... Stuck there the whole time. The whole time. Oh, sorry. Why pulled... is it always my fault when something goes Oops, wrong? I tripped over the cable and pulled it out. <laughs> so... I just spill water on the controller <laughs> yeah, boards. <that's> right. <laughs> nice. For a final link here, I really wanted to go with the stupid, and it's my favorite kind of stupid because it's British Telecom stupid. Take a look at shrinks.com slash 8QE. That's Quebec Echo. It's actually an Ananova news piece. I've been looking for the original source story. (laughs) In our what the hell were they thinking category, the guys at... British Telecom Laboratories, their Futurality edition, are talking about breast implants with MP3 players in them. Yeah, baby. (laughs) Are they Bluetooth compatible? (laughs) Well, you'd have to presume because going in after it's going to suck. I'd be be like, honey, I'm just trying to adjust the volume. It's okay. (laughs) Take off that coat, baby. Wait, how do I put these headphones on? Oh, my God. Sorry. I don't know. I just want to hear a different song. That's all I'm doing. It's okay. (laughs) 
Ubisoft chat. with science. <laughs> oh, you're saying you're saying the stereo's over there in the corner. Oh, sorry. She blinded I, I me. you had one of these implants. With science. Oh, Just trying to ima- imagine somebody say, could you turn your tits off, please? I'm trying to sleep here. <laughs> I like the quote in the article. It says, uh, it's now very hard for me to think of breast implants as just decorative. (laughs) (laughs) If a woman is going to have something implanted permanently, it might as well do something useful. Breasts are useful! Honey, I'm bored. Let's redecorate your tits. <laughs> what if they could do digital ink on on breasts? There you you go. know, like yeah. you could have the controller board there and you could watch TV on tits. It'd That's be great. fabulous, Richard. <laughs> fabulous. Uh, you know what? I hate to tell. I should tell a story. Oh, what the hell? I'm going to tell a story. All right. <laughs> yeah. Jeff, you just reminded me of a horrible moment in my life. Was, reminded- was that horrible? You know, I have... I've. I mean, I've been married for a long time now, so you've got to talk. This is a pre-marriage events. Okay. Okay? You are qualifying this. Yes. This is pre-marriage events that took place when many you were young years and ago. Foolish. One of my rules that I developed very early on in my dating career is I do not date girls in the circle, right? Yes. I don't date girls from work. I don't date girls that are friends of my friends, any of those things. I take girls from another part of the world. Right. Right? I never, ever connect them up directly. And here is why. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you're trying to trying to cut down on that inbreeding, right? Ah, uh, yeah. Her name was Sherry, and she was very pretty, and all my friends liked her a lot. And the only one she and and she got around. I took a round out of her. My, most of my friends spent one night or another in her bed, and then she decided that the guy she really liked was Warren. And Warren is a very nice guy, but he's utterly naive. I mean, painfully naive. And he thought that Sherry was the woman he was going to marry. And this girl was just working the whole group, a whole time. And we're like, Warren, she's not the right girl, man. Don't don't get that hooked on Sherry. Don't do it. It's not worth it. He says, no, this is the girl. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask her to marry me. I'm like, don't do it, man. She sleeps around. She says, nope, she's totally loyal to me. He will not believe that she'd do anything wrong. So... We had to, we, and we were upset. We were worried. Like, how do we prove to him the truth? Right? And this is where the tie comes in with the electronic ink. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I took her to bed one more time. And while she was sleeping naked on my bed, I wrote on her ass in indelible ink, Hi, Warren. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> he figured it out right away. <laughs> oh, my God. That's beautiful. So I'm not real proud of that. I was just trying to find a solution to a problem here. You know, you've <laughs> always been interested in communications of one kind, of or, one another, kind or another. And that just seemed to be the right This is not medium. an obvious way to pass a message, but it was highly effective. Highly oh effective. And very very effective. cheap, too. It didn't there cost you, you much. Just a well-applied marker. Excellent. Oh, my God. So- <laughs> you know, Richard, I suddenly have so much more respect for you. <laughs> I, I, I was thinking it was going to be a little more creative because when you said well, I took her to bed one last time and I was thinking you were going to do something with UV reactive ink or something like big <laughs> handprints. Nope. No, Sharpie. Or something. Just used a Sharpie in a place she wasn't going to immediately notice it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Great. Right, Warren. Good point. When you look at your uh, backside. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, and I love of- how succinct you were, too, because I would have been like, you know, by the way, if you haven't figured this out yet, <laughs> the reason- <laughs> this message Signed- is coming courtesy to you from my bedroom live. <laughs> Signed, Richard. Your girlfriend's ass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. There you go. Well, I guess that's a show.
I'd like to thank uh, our our special guests, Alan Chase and Todd George of Otaku Generation. Check out their podcast. Even if you're not into anime, maybe you'll like what they have to say at otakugeneration.net. Uh, we're obviously uh, going to keep in, keep tabs on what you guys are doing. And thanks a lot for being here again. Thank you for letting us take over your basement. And as always, this is Carl Franklin. Thank you, Jeff Maciolik, uh, uh. Richard Campbell, Karen. We know you're out there. Hope you're having a, a geeky kind of a freaky time. Mark Miller and everybody else. And the next show that we're probably going to do is Austin, Texas, if we don't figure out some way to do it in Atlanta. But until then, we'll catch you on the weekend. Bye.